Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share. This week's message is the Weeping Prophet, and we'll start reading from Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 11. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir, with What a Mighty God We Serve. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 9 talks about the weeping prophet or the weeping witness and in chapter 9 verse 1 of Jeremiah oh that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughters of my people oh that I had in the wilderness a lodging place of wayfaring men that I might Leave my people and go from them, for they be all adulterous and similars of treacherous men. And they bend their tongues like their bows for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil. And they do not, me saith the Lord, Take you heed every one of his neighbor, and trust you not in any brother, for every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor shall walk with slanders, and they will deceive every one his neighbor, and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies, and weary themselves to commit iniquity. Thine inhabitation is in the midst of thee, through the seat. They refuse to know me, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will melt them and try them, for how should I do for the daughter of my daughter? people? Their tongue is as an arrow shot out. It speaketh deceit. One speaketh peacefully to his neighbor with his mouth, but in heart he laid his way. Shall I not visit them for these things, saith the Lord? Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? For the mountains will I take up a weeping and a wailing, and for the habitation of the wilderness a lamentation, because they are burnt up so that none can pass through them. Neither can men hear the voice of the cattle, both the fowls of the heavens and the beasts of the field. They are gone, and I will make Jerusalem heaps and the den of dragons. I'll make the cities 
of Judah desolate, without inhabitation. The weeping prophet, or the weeping witness. How long has it been since you wept over sinners? How long has it been since your church knelt before God and sought Him with tears for the return of wandering ones? God is concerned. He said of His ancient people, Behold, I have graven the oak upon the palms of my hands. Isaiah 49, 16. Those who are in fellowship with God must be concerned also. Jesus knew what it was to weep in sorrow over sinners. He wept over Jerusalem in Luke thirteen thirty four. We must weep over the things which cause Jesus to weep. We must have a burden for the things which are concerned for God. God's interest is in the area of human needs, physical and spiritually. We must develop that interest also. Jeremiah is a good example for us to follow. He was so concerned and back brokenhearted over the sins of his nation that he is known as a weeping prophet. Number one, love is a motive for weeping. In Jeremiah 9, 1 and 2, Jeremiah had a person had reason to hate his generation. God had commissioned him with a message, but the people rejected both him and his message. Why did he not leave them alone to their fate without regret? He could not because he loved his nation. What a lesson it is for us Christians. We ought to love our nation. We've taken God in the 20th century out of our country. We've taken him out of Bibles out of schools for our children and prayer out of schools for our children. We've taken God off of different things. Now they won't take in God we trust off our money. And we Christians need to see weep. We need to weep over America. America's backslidden. I don't know why God hadn't whipped us already, but if we don't straighten up, he's going to whip us. Now we're aborting babies. Time a woman has a baby. When she gets it here, they put it aside on the table, and they decide with the doctor and the wife, mama, if they want to keep the baby alive or kill it. That's playing out murder, and God's fed up with that kind of stuff. We need to listen, and we need to back up our country today and get back right on our knees and give it back to God. If we do not weep over sinners, it is because we're not... Share God's love for them. Let us learn love as a motive for weeping. We need to weep for love. Our love is a reflection of the love of God. In Romans 5, 5, we do not depend on our human affections to love sinners, but we can love with God's love. God's love is extended to the unworthy and disinterested. He could so love the world as to give his only begotten Son, in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. At the very time the world was involved in sin, rebelled against him, he sent his only begotten Son. Romans 5, 8 said, But God commended his love towards us, that while Christ died, what a love is, John fifteen nine and 12. 
John 13, 35. Our Christian love is to be extended with a love or hate is returned. I've been in the ministry for 43 years, Pastor. I've built two or three churches. And I will to tell you this, some people love you and some don't. If you preach the truth, a lot of people can't take it. 90% of your churches today is not listening to the truth. Preachers are scared to get up behind the pulpit and call it what it is. Jeremiah loved and preached. His message was rejected. He was accused falsely, and he was in prison. Yet, he kept right on loving and preaching God's message to his people. His was the spirit of the apostle Paul, who wrote centuries later in 2 Corinthians 12, 15. The theme of the Christian life is 1 Corinthians 10, 33. Our Christian love should make us willing to suffer for sinners. Just as Jesus laid down his life for us, we ought to lay down our lives, if necessary, to bring people to God. John fifteen thirteen, First John three sixteen. That is the secret of affectionate ministry of the Apostle Paul. He was willing to be accused from Christ for the good of his kingdom. In the flesh, in the flesh, Romans nine three, Jesus' death is the greatest demonstration of love in all human history. It is he who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Revelation 1.5 His love caused him to suffer the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. 1 Peter 3.18 Sin is the reason for weeping. Jeremiah 9.28 9 2 and 8 Jeremiah's generation was very much like our own. His peers were rejecting the true God, for God's made of wood and stone. We are in a generation which is trapped in a demonic net. Therefore, we experience problems like in Jeremiah's day, and we need to watch it because the devil is strong and is taking our churches over because he's on his last leg. He knows the rapture is going to be coming at any time. That's what we're waiting for, the rapture of the church. Adultery is a cause for weeping in verse 2. There are two kinds of adultery mentioned in the Bible. Physical adultery is forbidden in the seventh of the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20 and 14. God pronounced a death penalty upon those who violate this commandment in Leviticus 20 and 10. Spiritual adultery is recognized as a forsaken of God to turn from one devotion to another God. Ezekiel 20 and 30. Does our generation have a problem with either of these sins? Indeed it does. Where are the tears of God's saints? Adulterers, nothing to it. People shacked up, don't think nothing of it today. And people still, Christians in churches, steal each other husband and wife. I know a man that's been married six times, and he's in a different church than I'm, I'm in, and he wants to build a building, which he's already built a shop, and he wants to start a church. And a friend of mine told me, he's a preacher, and he said he wants me to help him start a church. I said, how can you follow a man 
with six, seven different wives. And he's got a young wife right now. And I remember her because I used to cut her husband's grass for him. And I think about that. How can you follow somebody like that? And they say they're Christians. Treachery is a cause for weeping, verse 2. We condemn Judas Escher for his treachery in betraying Jesus with a kiss in Matthew 26, 49. What about betraying him with, a, with silence? Word of tears for Christians who are too fearful to witness for their Lord. I see very few people praying in restaurants, places that we eat out sometimes uh, over their food. I see some doing it. I seen a young couple the other day prayed, bowed their head, and prayed when they got through praying. I said, that's the best thing y'all can do. I appreciate what y'all doing right now. Just praying over your food. And they turn around and thank me for it. But we, we need to watch that. My brother said, uh, Sister Christ, betraying him with silence. We need to tell people about Jesus. I carry tracks in my truck. I try to pass them out daily. I used to carry them in my pocket. And I do put them in a pocket when I get out and go in somewhere. Slip them in different places. Give them to different people. Give them to the bank clerk that takes my money. I give them to a person that I buy food from at a restaurant. I leave them on the tables there. Leave them in different places there. I've learned to do that in my ministry. I love track ministry to get things done. I've had a lot of track come back to me. But if people put their name, their phone number, their address, and told me they got saved when they read that track. False speeches are called for weeping in verse 3 and 5. The Bible warns in James 3, 6 about the tongue. It's untamable. That tongue is something else. Psalms 101, 7. God warns against all sins of the tongue. Because Proverbs 19 and 5 and Proverbs 12, 22. World of tears for a generation that not only will not keep his promises, but will not even keep it. Contracts. God's people have a cause to weep and pray over liars, for they will be excluded from heaven. Revelation 21 8. Bible says if you lie all the time, your father's of the devil. And that's where you stand in scriptures. Uh, you, you'll never receive Jesus Christ like that as your personal Savior. I had a man in Pierre Park, Louisiana. Well, I passed it for four years. Come to me. His sister told him he needed to come here. This preacher preached. He lived in Baton Rouge. He was an iron something away. He come heard me preach. He loved my preaching. He come back Sunday night. He loved to preach. He come back Wednesday night. He loved my preaching. Sunday morning he come back. He talked to me. His grandfather took him and food with him and made a queer out of him. He was a grown man working in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. His sister lived in Pierre Park. She begged him to come down here and me preach. I was preaching on queers. And uh, he had come up to me and told me, he says, I need to get saved. I am a queer. And I don't want to die and go to hell. So he come to me. And I led the man to Christ. And then I watched him, baptized him. Some of the people in church didn't like it, but that's all right. I said, he's a child of God now, and he, he's changed, and let's let him live his life in front of us. 
and helped a man. And uh, as long as I was with him, Bill Park at that church where I passed it, that man came to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. He cooked dinners for me at his sister's house on Sundays. He took us out to eat in uh, different uh, places, and he loved me. And he always brought queers to me. And he said, Brother Jackson, i got another queer for you to preach to. You need to preach to him. Let him know. And my, I, uh, I would take, and take my Bible and preach on queers again. I never had another one saved. But I thank God I had the opportunity to, to preach to a bunch of them. That, that, that man that got saved from that type of life uh, brought them to me where they could get saved. Evil practices where people proceed from evil to evil are called for weeping. The Bible warns in Psalms thirty-four sixteen, people may tolerate sin, but God will not. He asks them, Psalm 94, 16, God would arise against the house of the evil doers. Isaiah 31, 2, when are the tears and prayers of those who stand with God against evil? And when do you stand against evil? From Some people I jump from one thing to another, never weeping, never thinking of a thing about it. They just live in sin. And I want you to know that's going to cost them one day, and they're going to wish they'd listen to us. Ignorance of God is the cause for weeping in verse 3. They knew not me, saith the Lord. It is his plan in a new covenant that Jeremiah 31, 34, that new covenant is redemption in Jesus Christ. Let us weep for those who have never heard of God and who worship him ignorantly, Acts seventeen twenty three. Let us weep for those who, having heard, have rejected him. I've preached. I'm a Baptist minister, independent fundamental Baptist. I've preached in Pentecost churches. I've preached in Assembly of God churches. I've preached in non-denominational churches. And I've preached in a Catholic church if they let me, because I come out of it, but they won't let me. But I want you to know this. There's a lot, a lot of crooked preachers, and there's a lots of people, churches that ain't right with God. I've tried to pastor a couple of them, and one man tried to run. He hated black people. And I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you to your face, you're probably not safe, sir. I said, you can't hate somebody because of their color. And I meant that with all my heart. God don't look on color. He looks in our hearts. It's not what's over the door that saves you. It's what's in your heart that you get saved. Betrayed is a cause for weeping. Verse 4. Woe to people who live in a day when they can trust neither neighbor nor brother. Jesus was troubled in spirit as such. Although, John thirteen twenty one, it is seen today in a betrayal of trust in marriage, commitments, in business engagements, and in circumstances shared by friends, let the tears flow of betrayer. When somebody tells you something secretly, you ain't got no business to go and tell it openly in case they want it said. That's, that's bad. And when I, my daddy always taught me one thing. He hated a liar and a thief. He said, a thief will steal from you, 
and lie about it. And a liar will steal from me and lie about it. So he just didn't like a liar or a thief. And I'm the same way. I don't like somebody to lie to me. I'd rather you tell me the truth. I'd had people when I witnessed to them, went to their homes and talked to them. they tell me the truth, then I had some that wouldn't tell me the truth. I had an old man in Young City, Arkansas, that had a beard down to his stomach. He was mean. He was on dope. He was on drugs. He had a wife. I put a little wife came to our church, and he had a little boy. And his wife said, I wish you'd pray for my husband. I began to pray for him. I went to see him on Saturday evening, every Saturday evening. I'd go to his house. And you know what I told him? I said, God loves you, and Brother Jackson loves you. And I'd hug his neck, and I'd leave here. I've seen him wipe the tears out of his eyes a few times. Then one Sunday evening when I got home, I started to eat dinner. I had a phone call. That man called me up. He said, I want you to come lead me to Christ. I said, I'll be over in a few minutes. No, I want you to come right now. I said, I'm fixing to eat. He said, I want you to come right now. Meet me at the church. So I left and went, met him at the church, got him in my office, took the Bible, showed him how to be saved. He was on a deep, deep, deep conviction. People said I'd never win him to Christ. He lived right by a beer joint that his daddy owned. But I want you to know this, that God sparked on that man. And he came to church for a long time until he got on the road driving trucks. And I had calls from him at night, all during the night, telling me, crying. He said, I spoke to God while I go in the truck. I was praying, and God spoke to me. I want you to know, Brother Jackson, I'm not in church in Sundays anymore like I was, but I still love the Lord, and I'm still saved. And I thank God for stuff like that. Slander is a cause of weeping. You shouldn't slander anybody. Every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slanders. God warns also, whoso privately slanders his neighbor, him will I cut off. Psalm 101.5. This is a serious problem. One can destroy his neighbor with his mouth in Proverbs 11.9. Where are the tears at? When have you wept over a man that needed that? to get saved, but you slandered him, talked about him, and his sin. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.